Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> ah, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And I am glad to be able to join with you, transcending time and space together. Look at us go. (laughs) Ah, So the topic today is the light of the holy relationship. I love to um, even just contemplate the holy relationship. It feels so healing just to think about it. So let's dive in starting with a prayer, as we always do. I take this breath of love and gratitude and place my hand on my heart and declare I'm wholeheartedly available to insight, wisdom, clarity, the all good of God shining in our minds. We are grateful to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self. We are consciously attuning to the truth and placing our trust and faith in love, in wisdom, in truth, in these spiritual qualities that are our Creator's nature. And because they are God's nature, they are our nature because we are part of God. So we're claiming our peace, our harmony, our prosperity, our wholeness, our freedom, our abundance our clarity, and so much more. We are sharing the benefits of our willingness and our healing and our awakening, our ascension in the light with all of our brothers and sisters because we are united with them eternally. And for this, we are so, so grateful. Grateful, grateful, grateful. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. So, The Light of the Holy Relationship is the name of Section 6 in Chapter 22 of the text of A Course in Miracles. And so, I'll just, because sometimes people just came to A Course in Miracles, found the podcast, and they're dipping in, in case that's you, I am just going to define the term holy relationship, which is um, a key point in the text of A Course in Miracles. It talks about holy relationship and ego relationship, unholy relationship. <laughs> so uh, the ego relationship sees us as separate, We're separate beings. We're not one, not one with our creator. And in that ego-based relationship, we are looking often, we're giving to get things in return. And we're giving in order to feel appreciated, which is something we would like to get appreciation. We're giving in order to manipulate, coerce, and control. In an ego-based relationship, it's, of course, all codependent relationships. But it's also we are thinking generally of the relationship as uh, if, if it's a, a romantic or a partnership or a family that's an ego-based relationship. We're often thinking of the relationship as our shelter from the storm. And so just by thinking of it in those kinds of terms, we are quite naturally, very obviously, affirming that life is a storm from which we need shelter. So if that is the basis of our connection with other people, you help provide shelter from the storm of life. 
And every relationship we have is then affirming that life is a storm to be endured, to be weathered, to be gotten through, then that's what our life is going to turn out to be. And it's not very fun. Um, And also the ego-based relationship is uh, the opposite of what Shakespeare was talking about in his sonnet when he said, love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds nor bends with the remover to remove. It is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. That is what a holy relationship is. So in a holy relationship, if we find out new information about somebody, it doesn't make us love them any less because we don't love people because of their resume or because of their accomplishments, because of what they've done or not done. We love because it is our nature to love. We love because, like our Creator, we're endowed with the capacity for quantum compassion, meaning that we can have compassion for everyone at all times. And the holy relationships are what bring us into that space of having the capacity to have compassion for anybody, no matter what. We don't have to like people in order to love them. This is one of the great teachings of Martin Luther King Jr., that we can learn to love as our Creator loves. We can love them because God loves them, and we are part of God. It is our nature to love them. So when we are consciously intending to have holy relationships, we're also consciously intending to have a healing in our mind and to be miracle-minded. So in... In this uh, section, The Light of the Holy Relationship, in paragraph 4, Jesus says, This holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun that lights the sky you see, is chosen of your Father as a means for God's own plan. So the holy relationship is a means for God's own plan for our salvation, for our lifting up, our rising up. Because all the problems that we have are because we believe we're separate from God. The holy relationship brings us back into the awareness that we are one with God and we're one with each other. So that is the holy relationship. The holy relationship is a relationship that is teaching us, healing us, reminding us of the unity of all life. And in the section, uh, chapter 17, section 5, is a wonderful section entitled The Healed Relationship. I've done so many episodes of this podcast on relationship. If you search, you can easily find them. Just search for relationship. It'll come up either in the title or in the description. And by the way, if you are new to this podcast, it's important for you to know if you like it, that we have more than 500 episodes. And if you happen to be listening through uh, an Apple device using iTunes, iTunes only allows 300 episodes uh, into a podcast. So we're over 500. So we have split the uh, episodes into two podcasts. One is called A Course in Miracles, and the other one is called A Course in Miracles archive. And so the first 200 and some uh, episodes are in the archive. 
uh, podcast. So if you would like to have all 500 and whatever uh, episodes there are, you you need to get both podcasts. Also, um, in the first few episodes, uh, I think it was the first episode was with Gary Renard, and the second episode was with Ken Wapnick. I've done many episodes of my podcast with Gary, with his wife Cindy, with uh, all kinds of folks. So um, you can also look for their names in the search. If you're on Stitcher or a uh, a Windows-based platform, um, or Android device, then just you can go to Stitcher, get the podcast there, and you get all the episodes there. So just a little technical stuff. The holy relationship, lovely in its innocence, mighty in strength, and blazing with a light far brighter than the sun that lights the sky you see is chosen of your creator as a means for God's own plan. Now, in that healed relationship, chapter it's chapter 17, section 5, in there, Jesus talks about how to bring our relationships from ego to holy. And just very briefly, he, he makes it very clear to us there that all you have to do is ask the Holy Spirit. Only one of you has to ask. And the Holy Spirit will immediately begin transforming the relationship into a holy relationship. But now it's going to feel different. And for some people, this is a scary time. For some people, this is an unnerving time. And what he says is most people will actually abandon the relationship rather than hold on until it becomes a holy relationship. Most people will abandon the relationship and go out and start all over again in another ego-based relationship. So that's why when I'm counseling people and they're talking about leaving relationships, I, I say, I understand the desire to get the hell out of there, for sure. And yeah, you might need to leave where you're living or where you're working or the, that kind of a situation. But the relationship is one that we have throughout eternity because we're one with each other forever. So we can't actually leave the relationship. We can only stop talking with them or stop being with them. And sometimes it's good to take a break. Of that, there is no question. But it, 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 it is really so powerful and so worthwhile to say, Holy Spirit, please transform this relationship. Make it holy. I am willing. Show me how to weather the transformation, to go with your flow. So what it requires is really giving up all the meaning we've made of things and the interpretations. We, ha- we need to give up our uh, attachment to the structure of the relationship, even the structures we don't like. So it is a major ego undoing to stay in a relationship while it's transformed into a holy relationship. Everyone I know that has done it has been beyond grateful that they didn't give up and they kept putting the spirit in charge of the transformation. So I I invite you to listen to other other conversations about transforming into a holy relationship. But for the new folks, there's some basic principles of uh, relationship as far as the Course of Miracles goes. Jesus goes on to say, be thankful that it serves your plan not at all. Nothing entrusted to it can be misused, and nothing given it 
but will be used. So nothing entrusted to the holy relationship can be misused. So if you put your heart into the holy relationship, it can't be misused. Nothing you give it will go unused. You, you will be so grateful. The holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. This holy relationship has the power to heal all pain, regardless of its form. Neither you nor your brother alone can serve at all. Only in your joint will does the healing lie. So coming together with a joint will. Sometimes we call for that holy relationship. It doesn't seem like the other person is willing. And maybe they're not in the beginning. But our minds are joined with each other. So if we keep holding the holy relationship is happening. Holy Spirit is in charge of our holy relationship. I am willing to do whatever it takes to have a holy relationship. Holy Spirit is my guide in this holy relationship that is unfolding between us. We hang tough with the Holy Spirit. What will happen is you will see the joint will emerge. The, the joined will will emerge. It says here, so only in your joint will does healing lie. For here your healing is, and here you will, excuse me, and here will you accept the atonement. So accepting the atonement means accepting that we are already perfect love. We're already as holy as can be. Accepting the atonement means recognizing that we are not separate, never have been, never will be. That's what that means. And in your healing is the sonship, which means all humanity In your healing is the sonship healed because your will and your brothers are joined. So everyone has a healing when we have a healing. And it's so powerful when two are gathered in the healing, uh, in that holy relationship. Yes. Now, In paragraph 6, he says, Child of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring, you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? So what we're doing in our holy relationship, in our quest to have a holy relationship, is we're Showing our brothers and sisters that they are perfect love. We're willing to see their true nature, their true identity. We're holding up a mirror to them. And in our willingness to see their perfection, their wholeness, their beauty, their magnificence, their innocence, it enables us to see ours. This is what I learned for myself when I became a spiritual practitioner, a spiritual counselor. So my training was as a science of mind practitioner in the agape community. And uh, once I completed my training, I became a professional counselor. And in my experience of starting counseling, I I felt completely unqualified. Completely. I really did. But I, I hit it well. I didn't feel confident and I did not feel qualified. But I was willing to trust spirit that if I sat with people with the high intention 
of seeing their holiness, their perfection, their magnificence, their beauty, their prosperity, their clarity, all of it, then it would be revealed to them too. And it was. And people started having really beautiful healing because of our sitting together in these spiritual counseling sessions. And over the years, because I've been doing this for two decades now, over the years, I healed so much in my heart through sitting with clients and being completely dedicated to seeing their wholeness, their beauty, their perfection. Not thinking for one second that they were broken or that I could fix them. Right, So I had to take those thoughts out of my mind and sit with them, see their innocence and their perfection, their holiness. And it was there to see. And with my willingness, I could see it. And doing that, enabled me to see it in myself. So this was a very big part of my mental and emotional healing. It was a very big part of it. And I am so grateful that I did that, even though I had a lot of trepidation at the beginning. In fact, one of the things is that uh, because of that, I now train spiritual counselors. I've been doing that for I don't know, eight years or something like that. And it is such a privilege to train people to do this spiritual counseling work or even just to train themselves to see and have and experience their brothers and sisters' holiness helps them see their own. In fact, if you're interested, my spiritual counseling training intensive is coming up in November is right around the corner. Yikes. And um, I'm doing it online again this year. It was so successful last year. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, you have questions. We've got spiritual counselors who've been in the program for years, certified, and they've helped so many others. So they can answer any question you have. It's a free call. We call it an exploratory call. You can always have an exploratory call about any of our programs. So if you go to jenniferhadley.com, look for the Spiritual Counseling Intensive Training, then you'll be able to see on that page how to book an exploratory call. So we are looking to recognize the holiness of our brothers and sisters, to see the light within them, to remember the light within ourselves. In in this section here where, uh, I'll just read it again, Child of Peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring you do not recognize, right? We don't recognize our own light. And yet you will remember who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? So when we hold this vision of our brothers and sisters, we will see it in ourselves. And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? So we, we recognize, oh, I can see my brother's perfection, my sister's perfection. Therefore, it must be in me too. I can see the spark of my creator in them, I can see it in me. Jesus says, the gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. Who, excuse me, you who are now, his means, God's means, must love all that God loves. So this is the what he Jesus tells us in the truly helpful prayer, I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent the one who sent me. So here again, we are God's means 
to love all that God loves. We get to be that vehicle for the love that we are, which is the love of the Creator, to be expressed and revealed in this world. That, to me, is such a holy opportunity. And so when I feel super challenged to love someone, I've got a technique that I use, and I uh, we're going to come up to a break here. So I'm going to save that for right after the break. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to take a moment here before we go to the break and say thank you to all the people who donate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to the people who write reviews. These things are so meaningful to me. They really are. I've been doing this podcast now for 10 years, and I'm so grateful that people find it valuable and people tell me they're using what I'm sharing and it's helping them to really live A Course of Miracles, which is my goal. (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me again. And as promised right before the break, I'm going to tell you about the uh, tool, the technique I have when I feel really challenged to see someone as beautiful, perfect, whole, and complete. I must confess that I don't really need to use this anymore, but it was super, super helpful to me uh, when I was floundering all over the place. So when I would find myself confronted by somebody and feel just confronted by their personality, what they were doing, what they were saying, whatever was happening in the world that I didn't like or that I felt threatened by or that bothered me, irritated me, whatever it was, I could silently say to myself a couple of things. One is uh, from Emma Curtis Hopkins to say, mentally again, you are of God and I demand my blessing from you. Yep. Just like looking at the person, and even if it's, I'm just looking at them in my mind's eye, to say, you are of God, and I demand my blessing of you. And you'd be surprised how that blessing starts to show up. And another one I've used with real success is in that, that moment of uh, challenge to say mentally, okay, God, I don't know how to love this person right now. They are bugging the hell out of me, and I think I'd like to throw them down the stairs or whatever it is you got going on. But God, I, I don't know how to love this person right now. However, I know that you do, and I'm one with you. And you can show me. You can love this person through me. I'm going to step aside my personality. I'm going to let my personality step aside and join with the Holy Spirit so that I can be a loving presence right here, right now, with this person. This person that I am one with. This person that is my brother, my sister. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent my creator, the one who sent me. And so I am surrendering any idea of separation. I am willing to be miracle-minded in this moment. I surrender all. Love this person through me. Show me, teach me. I'm available. I'm willing. Let it be so now. You can find your own version of that, but that's the way to go with it. 
And uh, it is powerful. It's effective. And I invite you to try it out and see how it works for you. What I'm talking about is cultivating a true, active willingness. What I find in myself and in others is that we don't have a truly active willingness. Willingness is when the rubber meets the road. It's not just a willingness to end our suffering. It's not just a willingness to let go of the pain. Most people have a willingness to end their suffering. Yet, when it comes to letting go of the root causes of their suffering, the willingness isn't there. And we can talk about all the reasons why that might be, but the antidote isn't so much understanding it. It's simply being willing. So when I am saying those things to myself, to spirit, I'm practicing an active willingness. I'm willing to go the other way. I'm willing to change my mind. I'm willing to offer up for healing the judgments, the opinions, the beliefs, the interpretations, the ideas that are standing in the way of me being loving. No one can prevent me from being loving except me. I'm the only one who can get in the way of my being loving. In uh, this section, we're at chapter 22, section 6, paragraph 6, where Jesus says, Child of peace, the light has come to you. The light you bring you do not recognize, and yet you will remember. Who can deny himself the vision that he brings to others? So when we bring the vision of other people's holiness to them, we will get our own vision of holiness, our own holiness. Because we're one with others. So if we are willing to see the Christ in them, we will absolutely see the Christ in ourselves. Because it's a realization of the sameness. And who would fail to recognize a gift he let be laid in heaven through himself? So we're the bringer of the gift. So we're going to get to receive it as well as give it. Jesus goes on to say, The gentle service that you give the Holy Spirit is service to yourself. So this is why I talk about, I work for God Incorporated. I am in service to the light. And I'm being of service to myself by being of service to the light Because I am the light. I'm part of the light. So when I serve any part of the light, I serve all of the light, including myself. He says, you who are now God's means must love all that God loves. So it goes back to, again, the truly helpful prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent the one who sent me. So representing the one who sent me is being truly helpful. And that's what he's talking about in this paragraph six of section six of the uh, section entitled The Light of the Holy Relationship. And what you bring is your remembrance of everything that is eternal. No trace of anything in time can long remain in a mind that serves the timeless. What is the timeless? Spirit. So no trace of anything in time can long remain in a mind that serves the timeless. So, 
consider what Jesus is telling us here is that when we wake up, smell the spiritual espresso, the spiritual coffee, and realize that we are eternal, timeless beings, and when we serve that spirit, that infinite spirit, that eternal spirit in ourselves and in others, no trace of anything in time can long remain. So we'll forget all the things that we made up. They will no longer be important to us. But you know what? The love will remain. The love that we have for each other. This is eternal. This is part of our eternal timelessness. He says, And no illusion can disturb the peace of a relationship that has become the means of peace. So in the holy relationship, there will be no disturbances. That's what we're going for. A life, a relationship without disturbances. It does take great willingness to shift our mind into the place where we allow the holy relationship. But the good news is, is we don't have to do any of that alone. All of heaven is with us, supporting us. In paragraph 7, he starts with, When you've looked upon your brother in complete forgiveness, with complete forgiveness, from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden, what mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? When you've looked upon your brother with complete forgiveness, from which no error is excluded and nothing kept hidden, What mistake can there be anywhere you cannot overlook? You see, that's the thing is, in the holy relationship, if we're not judging anything, things aren't going to bother us. We're going to be free. We're going to be at peace. We're going to be in harmony. We're going to understand what real love is. There's no way to have that healing power of love experience and be judging, complaining, attacking at the same time. We do have to choose one or the other. And in this world, we have the free will to choose. We have the ability to choose. And we will experience what we choose. We don't experience what we want. We experience what we choose. We don't experience what we want. We experience what we choose. This is the message of responsibility. Response-ability. That Jesus talks about all throughout A Course in Miracles, but especially in the responsibility for sight section, which I talk about so often because it is being able to take responsibility for what we choose and that we are choosing what we see. We are choosing what we will experience emotionally. We are choosing it. And spiritual maturity requires that we recognize that we are responsible, that we recognize we are the ones who are choosing, that we recognize we are the dreamers of the dream. And This is the way out of hell. This is the way out of pain and suffering. This is the way out of sickness and death. To take responsibility for what we see. This is how we move into a truly joyful life. We move out of blaming 100%. Now in paragraph 8, he says, You will see your value through your brother's eyes. And each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there. Through this releasing is the world released. So you will see your value through your brother's eyes. When we show up as a loving, compassionate presence, 
we're going to see and feel and know and recognize the difference that this makes to the people in our lives when we show up as a loving, compassionate presence, not judging, not blaming. And then that person that we go from judging and blaming to loving unconditionally, loving with compassion, accepting, they become our savior. Because it's their presence in our life that is calling us to be willing to truly love. And haven't we all had this experience? Like in a sense, (laughs) talking about my puppy Bodhi again. So this past week, she... We spend a lot of time at my friend's house and uh, with her dog, and Bodhi gets so dirty and muddy. I've been posting pictures in my blog and um, (laughs) sharing these pictures of her. You know, she's a perfectly white dog, so the dirt really shows up on her. She loves to get into the mud. She loves to dig in the mud and stick her nose in it. She loves it. So her face, her paws, she rolls in it. She gets completely covered. That's one of the things about golden retrievers is they just they love to get in the water. They love to get in the mud, the mud puddles, the marshes, all of that. The stinkier, the better. They just absolutely love it. And so... I, I but I can't find fault with her. I can't be upset with her for doing it because it's her nature. Be crazy to be upset with her for doing what is her nature. And the same is true for someone who we get mad at somebody in our life because they are not behaving the way we want them to behave. But didn't we know that's how they were when we befriended them when they came into our life. Now we're upset that they're not changing to meet our standards. That happens sometimes. And so what we're really doing is we're really expressing our anger at ourselves for judging, anger at ourselves for complaining, anger at ourselves for getting the way in the way of our own happiness, anger at ourselves for thinking that things should be different. And we're projecting it onto them. Now, if we're willing to do what he says here, you will see your value through your brother's eyes, and each one is released as he beholds his Savior in place of the attacker who he thought was there. So when Bodhi uh, disappears into the brush and she comes back all muddy, I've learned to just laugh and go, there you are, being yourself, doing what you do. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can say to her, no, come back, and she'll come back, and sometimes she won't. But she's a puppy, and she's doing what she loves. And quite frankly, there's no harm in it. Just take some time to clean up. But hey, I I can do that. I could take 10 minutes to help her clean up. Thank God I got that wading pool for her this summer because she can just jump in that pool and she gets rinsed off. (laughs) And (laughs) lately, she's gotten that pool water so dirty, I have to empty it every few days to to give her fresh water. Um, but it's working out great. And in the winter, the, there won't be a pool because it'll be way too cold. But there's not going to be mud either. So I, I'm I'm not worried about the future. I'm trusting that God has a plan for us. Yeah. So there. All right. All things go back to Bodhi. No, just kidding. <laughs> 
So through this releasing is the world released. Through releasing our condemnation of our brothers and sisters, the world is released. We can see beyond the illusion. He tells us this, and if this isn't incentive enough, I don't know what is. But he says, this is your part in bringing peace. For you have asked, what is your function here? And have been answered. Seek not to change it, nor to substitute another goal. This one was given you, and only this. Accept this one, and serve it willingly. For what the Holy Spirit does with gifts, you give your brother to whom he offers them, and where and when is up to him. The Holy Spirit will bestow these gifts where they are received and welcomed. The Holy Spirit will use every one of them, every one of the gifts, for peace. Nor will one little smile or a willingness to overlook the tiniest mistake be lost to anyone. So here's how I take this. Anytime I can overlook the tiniest mistake, I'm giving myself a gift. I'm giving my brothers and sisters in the human family a gift. I'm giving spirit a gift. I'm giving the world a gift of peace. If we'd like to have peace, we have to choose the means to attain it, to remember it, to activate it in our awareness. How can we say we'd like to be at peace and complain? How can we say we'd like to be at peace and judge, attack? What Jesus tells us in the Course is this is the source of all conflict, that we say we'd like the peace of God, but we are not willing to do what's necessary to experience it in our mind because we're choosing thoughts that are not peaceful. The only reason we're not at peace is because we're actively choosing thoughts that aren't peaceful. So we don't get what we want, we get what we choose. There's no way to be at peace and to be complaining and attacking. So isn't it wonderful to realize that not only can we have peace, but who knows what other gifts we might have when we're willing to be miracle-minded and to choose to love and extend love to our brothers and sisters. In paragraph 9, Jesus says, What can it be but universal blessing to look upon what God loves with charity? Extension of forgiveness is the Holy Spirit's function. Leave this to the Holy Spirit. Let your concern be only that you give to the Holy Spirit that which can be extended. Save no dark secrets that the Holy Spirit cannot use, but offer Holy Spirit the tiny gifts he can extend forever. He will take each one and make of it a potent force for peace, a potent force for peace. So the littlest release of judgment, the littlest extension of compassion. Remember that true forgiveness is releasing the meaning we've made of things, our interpretations, our judgments. So that's what we're doing when we're forgiving. We're letting go of our attachment to our thoughts about the past. And we'll get all kinds of gifts. 
what what kind of gifts would you like to receive? How about the gift of no longer believing that you're worthless? How about no longer believing that you're you're going to be sick for the rest of your life? How about get, getting rid of all kinds of false beliefs? Isn't that a wonderful gift that we can receive? It says here, the Holy Spirit will withhold no blessing from it, nor limit it in any way. The Holy Spirit will join to it the forgiveness, all the power that God has given him to make each little gift of love a source of healing for everyone. That's why in my prayers each day, I talk about sharing the gifts with everyone. I have a daily prayer. If you don't know, I have a daily prayer. You can sign up for it and you get it in your email or you can just call the prayer line. And uh, all the details are at jenniferhadley.com. It's signing up for my daily shot of spiritual espresso. Or you can just go to the site each day and uh, listen to the prayer, read the spiritual inspiration. Each little gift you offer to your brother lights up the world. Be not concerned with darkness. Look away from it and toward your brother. Remember, the light is in our brothers and sisters. And let the darkness be dispelled by him who knows the light and lays it gently in each quiet smile of faith and confidence with which you bless your brother. So beautiful. So beautiful. The way out of hell. Here's the means. Recognizing our yearning to have holy relationships. Being willing to let the Holy Spirit be in charge of our relationships. Our job is to judge no one, to criticize no one, to complain about nothing. And if we're willing, we will be shown how. Yes. Ah. Just a reminder, the next big event on my calendar is the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive in November. All are welcome. I place my hand on my heart and I give thanks for the gifts of love that are always available. We share the benefits with all. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. Mwah.